0: Okay, let's get into it. Welcome back to Confident as Fuck. I am here with a friend and fellow colleague, Christina Flack. We are super excited to get on today. We're going to talk everything from how she started her business to how to get into the makeup industry, work with celebrity clients, all those things, because Christina is a world-renowned celebrity makeup artist. She works with celebrity clientele, magazine, big name brands like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, tons of others, been in tons of different magazines, and I'm really excited to get her behind the brand, uh, for lack of a better word. So go ahead and introduce yourself to us. Tell us who you are and let's get into it.
1: Hi, I am Christina Flack and thank you for having me on your show today. And yes, I am a celebrity makeup artist and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup.
0: Awesome. I love that. Yes. And I love the brand name too, Pretty Girl. It um, feels like so luxurious.
1: Thank you. I'm starting a new brand called I'm Too Busy. So that'll be launching in this... <laughs> I wanted it to be, I'm too effing busy. I think you would appreciate that. Oh, I would. My partner sure. was like, we can't say that. We're going to offend half the world and you offend enough people. So let's
0: <laughs> it down. So what is the new brand? I'm too busy is
1: what? It's going to be us. skincare. It's going to be a three-step skincare line. And then we're going to have a makeup line that is just actually what you need and not in that a bunch of bullshit. I can't tell you how many people tell me all the time that they go into a department store and they get sold all this stuff that they don't need and don't even know how to use. And so I just feel like, how is a, a client, a customer going to have brand loyalty when, you know, they're, you're selling them stuff that they don't need, that's not appropriate for them. And they, you know, they don't even know how to use it. So I think it's super important. You need, you know, con- you know, concealer. You need something for your brows, some shadows, liner, mascara, some blush, some bronzer, some highlighter and some lip stuff and that's that.
0: Yeah, so simplifying it. I love it. Yes, I was just thinking about this earlier this week. I was like, I spend way too much time doing my makeup, and I feel like I'm pretty pretty fast, and I feel like I'm pretty simple with my makeup routine. And I was thinking like, how can I simplify this down? How can I simplify this down? Because I feel like it takes way too long in there. And I'm how long do you think it's too long? I feel like everything feels great up until, and I'm at like the 15 minute mark until I get to my brows, and then I'm like, oh fuck, I still have brows. Then I still have mascara. And I feel like those two things alone take about 15 minutes. So I know
1: that's a long time. um,
0: Yeah. So about 30 minutes, I would say on a quick day, it's probably about 20, 25. Wow. But I would like to get it down to like 15. I would like to be in there for 15 minutes. It's doable.
1: It's doable. I mean, if you just kind of change your process, like what do you start with?
0: I always start with primer and foundation. And then I've been doing, I've been liking cream products more. So I've been doing like cream contour cream blush. So I feel like it also show, shows up better on camera when I'm doing like zoom calls like this. Um, but I feel like that's also taking, that takes more time for me than just slapping on, you know, quickly on powder, but definitely the brows are my biggest struggle. I think that take too long. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just would use some shadow on them, a little gel, and that'd be that. It should take like two minutes.
0: Yeah. You know who does their makeup really fast? Is it you guys know Brianna? Um, when we went to Cabo together, I'm not sure if you know Brianna, Brianna Michelle. Beauty is what she owned in Vegas, but she was the fastest at doing her makeup. We would go out um for like a dinner or something, and she mm-hmm. would be done so quickly. And I was like, How do you how do you do that so fast? But she was saying it was just because she She hires herself. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's what I say. I'm
1: like, I'm hire myself and give myself a tip. No, I'm I'm done in ten minutes max.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so that's gonna be my goal this week is to get my makeup routine down. Maybe
1: just not feel like you have to do the whole contouring and the whole like take it down some steps. Just remove the contouring. Just use some blush and just take out the the stuff that doesn't really need because you can't even really tell. I can't even tell that you've contoured anything. I think you look yeah. great, but you. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not like uh you can tell.
0: Right. Like it's not a necessity.
1: Well, it's not like a photo shoot. I think if you're getting your photo done for a photo shoot and you know, it's that then definitely all the war paint has to go on. But I think for just every day and doing interviews, you know, the eyes are the most important and your lips.
0: Yes. And I have nothing on my lips today. I realized that as soon as I sat down and usually <laughs> I have my, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I usually have my lip gloss right here because I always put it on before, but it's all You're good. You're like,
1: oh, great. I'm interviewing the CEO of a lip gloss <laughs> company and I've got nothing on my lips. Fantastic. <laughs> Love
0: it. Uh, okay. So you are also a makeup artist for NBC. Is that correct?
1: I am. Um. Let's see, what is my title? I am a celebrity beauty expert on NBC about twice a month. So I go on there so and do- what do I you do, do? I will talk about um, different makeup techniques, different makeup products. Um, for Valentine's Day, I did bath bombs, soaps, scrubs, um, showed how to make that. Um, we just did two segments last week. And we talked about uh, the, my beauty dare challenge. I'm going to dare you to do it. So everyone okay. gets so stuck into their beauty routine, right? Whether it be like you full face, or then there's other people that have no face, they put nothing. So I want the people that have a full face, tone it down to minimal and the people that wear nothing, tone it up about 25 notches and just the psychology, but see how you actually feel what's what's the reaction you're getting from your tribe of people um how do you feel um totally toned down without doing all the stuff i mean there's people that are light very pale and blonde and they're wearing black liquid liner in the middle of the day i don't understand it it drives me crazy um so if you do that use just an eyeshadow as your liner or like a brown or a plum instead of a liquid black. Or if you want to try, if you're that addicted to your liquid liner, put a shadow on top of it to soften the look. But it's so interesting having all these years experience working with different women, how attached they are to a look. Like they will hire me, but yet they want me to do their makeup exactly the way they say and not how I'm interpreting it. And you know it's different for my clients that are on TV. You know, If they want their makeup a certain way, I'm going to do it. I may say, hey, are you open to trying this? But I can't have them distracted when they go on camera or feeling insecure or weird because it's going to show in their attitude in their way. So I don't want it to be a distraction. But for everyday normal people like us that we're just out in the world, just give it a try. The beauty dare challenge.
0: Okay. I'm going to take that this week. So I'm going to try toning it down this week. I don't feel like I wear a lot, but I do find that like, um, like this weekend we were going out like dirt bike riding and, um, I wanted to wear something because I didn't want to have just like bare face and like, um, my face gets a little bit oily if I'm wearing like nothing at all. So I was like, okay, let me put on like a little bit of makeup, but I couldn't, I couldn't like, it wasn't that I was like, oh, I'm attached to it. I just think I've never really tried. So I wasn't like, as soon as I started, I end up with a full face and then I'm like, okay, I don't really know how to take and put just concealer or like just this on um and tone it down so that is going to be a good dare for me this week.
1: It is. Well it's just an interesting the psychology behind it. Like why are you feeling that way? Right. It's supposed to not mask you it's supposed to make you feel more confident and feel good and protect your skin. So for me actually I would have been happy if you would have put on the foundation or sunscreen to protect your face, your neck and your chest. Like that I actually want you to do. But I think it's important to um, what was the thing that I learned this year? Get comfortable being uncomfortable.
0: Yep. For sure. Because
1: really the greatest change in life happens when you are comfortable being uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's like embracing that uncomfortability because the more that we are uncomfortable, the more that those big things that come up that really make us uncomfortable, like, changing our makeup up should be like a small thing. Right. And then those big things that come up, we're like, Oh, okay. I can handle this because I've already done this, this, and this, and this, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Right.
1: Right. And the uncomfortable, it starts not being so uncomfortable.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, So we do a few segments. We do two little segments. One is a weekly fave. And then one Mm -hmm. is also a confidence corner. So something that made you feel confident this week. So do you have either something that you're loving this week could be a product, could be an activity, could be anything you want that you're loving this week. And do you have something that you did this week that made you feel confident?
1: Well, I did two segments on NBC and that did make me feel confident because every time I do it, I just feel a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable doing it. So that's that was great. What did I do that was fun this week? Well, this weekend I went to the Suns playoff game in Phoenix. So that was fun. And what product am I loving? I am loving, I am loving, um, my pretty girl lip gloss extra this week. Cause it's, um, I'm trying and uh, I'm using a color that I don't typically use. So getting I'm, out of comfort some, zone. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. <laughs>
0: Okay. So tell us about the lip gloss brand. Tell us how that started and tell us all about it. Give us all the details.
1: Okay. So I started my brand a really long time ago, um, in 1999. So a hundred years ago, because I was a mother of five and I was driving around my kids constantly and in a co- in a bottle between my water bottle and my lip gloss. And I couldn't find one that would stay on my lips. It wasn't hydrating, you know, drying my lips out and that. So I thought, well, I am a makeup artist. This is my world. Maybe I should create my own line. And so that's how it started. I worked with a beauty chemist to formulate the texture. And then after that, we got that. Then we started working on the different colors and it took so much more time, effort and money than I ever anticipated. I thought, Oh, do it in a couple of days. We'll be out next week. And no, it, um, it takes a long time to get the exact texture. I wanted it to be long lasting and hydrating, but I didn't want it to be so thick that, you know, it's going to glue your lips together, but you wanted it. It just had to be the perfect. And then the colors I'm, I'm, I was self-funded and I wanted the colors to look good on all different skin tones. So I had to, and I had, you know, seven colors and I just, I, it took a long time, but I really enjoyed it. And so if anyone is getting into any entrepreneurial endeavor, it's really important to do it because you love it so much. And you're trying to figure out how to get paid. You're not figuring out like, oh, I just want to do this to make a billion dollars because inevitably you're going to fail because it takes so much more time, effort, money, everything than you thought. And if you're not loving what you're doing, you're going to resent it and it's going to fail.
0: For sure. I totally agree with that. And I think um, the is are really big thing for me like that, that I never think about making money off of it. I never think about it bringing me clients or friends or anything like that. I always just think of it as something I love to do because I do. And I think that's why it's been successful because I don't have that pressure. And so I truly believe that as well, that you have to start from love. You have to start from something you enjoy doing and it sounds like you do. So how long have you guys been in business?
1: Since 1999.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That and so amazing. it really
1: helps. Um, so I am, as I mentioned, I'm a celebrity makeup artist as well, and I have three agents. And so I am very blessed that I get to go out in the world and work with really cool people and travel and, and, and get paid. So both my careers kind of help each other. Being a CEO of a makeup brand helps, gives me credibility as a makeup artist. And, you know, being a makeup artist that has a line, it, it differentiates me. So they both complement each other.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And so that's kind of the some of the questions that I got from my audience is like, how did you get started into the celebrity makeup industry? And how does someone kind of break into that industry?
1: Well, you get very lucky by getting miraculously one celebrity. And, um, and then once you go from there, you know, one leads to the next, you know, I didn't plan on being a celebrity makeup artist, I just got very, very blessed and worked my ass off. And you know I started with some different celebrities and and I still have I work with different ones. Um Tyler Florence has been my client for 16 years. Um I've worked with Isaiah Washington, Hillary Swank, Rita Moreno, Marita Bartolomo, I Tucker Carlson. I have a lot of different clients that I've worked with over the years and different brands and different, you know, TV stations. Uh you know, work with a food network a lot, um, Fox, those are good clients of mine. So, and I've worked with Gucci, Louis Vuitton, and you know, my, my agents have been really great and I got to meet, you know, work with uh Condoleezza Rice for time magazine and, and all these people magazine with Rita Mario. So I have been very, very fortunate to um, get to work with these very cool people. So does someone need an agent
0: in order to break into that side of the makeup artist industry? That is a good question.
1: Um, you don't have to, but I do think it helps. Um, I think it helps with credibility, I think, you know, because some celebrities, you know, they want to make sure you're represented, you know, but again, a lot of it's word of mouth. I've gotten other celebrities, Tyler Florence, for example, his assistant Donna, who I adore, um, referred me to um, iHeartRadio. And so I got Chris Harrison from The Bachelor, and now I have Bachelor Nation. So my clients have been really great referring me different people as well so there's not one way to do it you just have to get out there and work and working with different photographers that helped a lot Um, and getting images you need you need to get a portfolio together and and it needs to be constant there's I don't stop now just oh my portfolio is done it's never done it's a constant work in progress I was in New York. I had two interviews at iHeartRadio on podcasts. And then I did a photo shoot there with two different photographers. So I'm always trying to keep my book fresh and new. And it also gives me an opportunity to express myself in a way, because if I do a lot of corporate stuff, people looking normal, I miss having that ability to just paint someone's face as wild as I want or because you're very, when you work with a Gucci or a Louis Vuitton, or if you're working with someone on TV, there's a certain way that, that they want the makeup and that's how it is. And you can't really express yourself the way you want.
0: So even though yes, an agent may be helpful, it's not necessary, but networking, it sounds like for sure. Very necessary
1: to network, the networking. Yes. And being, you know, working really hard and not being a pain in the ass. I get to work on time. I have got a good attitude. My makeup kit is constantly getting updated. I never, ever, ever, never, ever use it on myself. It's only for my clients. The brushes are impeccably cleaned after each time someone, you know, I've used it on a client and I keep everything very orderly. And so you you have to present yourself in a way that people are going to look at you and go, oh, wow, she's got her shit together. Like, you know, that's the way she should have. She's charging that much per day. Everything needs to be there. And it's surprising people will see my makeup kit and be like, do you really need all that? Yes, I do really need all that because I don't know who I'm working on, what skin tone, and I do need 20, uh, you know, different foundations.
0: So it's almost like showing up already as already as a celebrity makeup artist, even when you're not yet, yes, like showing up as the woman that you want to be, or the person that you want to be before you actually have the job is what it sounds like. So funny. I
1: just did another podcast an hour ago. And I was just saying that, like, I am my brand and my brand is me. And I really before just thought like, Oh, well, pretty girls, just my brand, but I'm part of the brand the way, you know, now that I'm on NBC and, and doing that, speaking about beauty from the inside out about nutrition and wellness and meditation and exercise and, you know, gratitude, being grateful, being happy, having love in your heart, laughter in your voice. I mean, those are all things that make us look more confident and look better. So hundred it's, It's a bunch of things. It's not just one makeup product that makes you look good.
0: I know. I saw that you put that on your podcast questionnaire, which was beauty is from the inside. And so can you talk about how you came about that and how you kind of realized that, especially being in the makeup world where you're, you know, making people feel beautiful all the time with makeup, but how did you come to that realization? Was there like a point where you were like, oh my God, okay. I totally, it totally shifted. Or is that always something that you've kind of had?
1: It's kind of always been my philosophy. I have always taken really good care of myself. I drink a lot of water. I make green juice every day. I get a lot of rest. I exercise. I take really good care of my skin. Um, And so I realized when I started working with different people, the ones that didn't take good care of themselves made my job a lot harder. If I had a model that had problematic skin and acne all over. Well, I can only hide so much. And so I told one model on this one shoot, her skin was having a total flare up and she's like, it's hormonal. And I'm like, okay, look, we have another shoot on Monday. It's Friday. You absolutely have to the next two days drink a ton of celery green juice. You just have to, it'll take down the swelling and the inflammation. Your skin will look better. It's going to make my job a lot easier and I'm not going to be, you know. So she did and it was, she came in on the shoot and it was like her skin was cleared up from the the celery juice and the water and um, getting enough rest. She wasn't taking care of herself. So I really, I kind of took it for granted for a long time that the, the models or actors or celebrities that I worked with, like, Their skin was good because they all were really taking good care of themselves. But then when I noticed the ones that weren't made my job really, really hard. And I kind of feel like I have to show up being my best version, but so do they, they really, you do need to take care of your skin and, you know, drink your water and and rest and, and the green juice and the celery juice really, it's astonishing the difference it makes in your skin.
0: Yeah, it is. It's crazy when you're not, not drinking water, what the difference of your skin looks like.
1: Oh my gosh, everything. Your body's not functioning well. Oh, the makeup, um, your fine line, you know, your, your skin is full. It's not dried out. Um, Your lips get dehydrated. You know, when you get chapped lips, that's a sign of dehydration. If you're getting a headache, It's a sign of dehydration. My kids get so sick and tired of me talking about dehydration. I'm like, are you dehydrated? Do you have any water? They're like, oh, can I just have a headache? I'm like, no, you can't just have a headache. A headache is caused from something. You've either not gotten sleep, you've eaten something, a lot of sugar, or you're dehydrated. It's one of the three, pick one or all three. Yeah,
0: yeah, I always notice that as soon as my lips start to feel like dry, I'm like, I know I'm not drinking enough water. And it could be even like one day, Because our bodies get used to that, like drinking enough water and taking care of ourselves that as soon as we even just a little bit slip, like on the weekends, or, you know, you're not paying attention to it enough that day, you're sitting down at your desk doing tons of things and you're not thinking about the water, then immediately I can notice it immediately. And I think it's really important. Something we talk about a lot on this podcast is tuning into yourself Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: really having self reflection time. And I think that's something that when I, before I started doing a lot of healing, I never did any self-reflection. So my lips might've felt dry, but I would have never noticed it. I would have just kept putting on chapstick or lip gloss all day, never thinking twice about it. But even though this is something small, like we're talking about lips and hydration, like this goes back to everything of like, we have to be in tune with ourselves and checking in with ourselves constantly.
1: It's so true. And just from a health perspective, I have, you know, I know people that are getting cancer because they're drinking a ton of Diet Coke. Um, they're not, uh, I know this is a little TMI, but they're not eliminating. You know, think about it. When people have, when you're a baby, you eliminate after you eat. And then when I hear from people are like, oh, I haven't gone to the bathroom in like three days. I'm like, that is just toxins sitting. Mm-hmm. Like, You've eaten, like in two days, you've had at least six meals and it's just sitting in there, toxic waste. It's going, you're going to get sick. I can promise you that. So you really do need to drink enough water that you're eliminating two, three times a day. Sorry, it's true. And you are going to have healthier organs. Your skin's going to be healthier. Every Your whole body's going to function at a higher level. And I just feel like as we get older, you know, I'm fine with aging. I'm not fine with feeling crappy. I'm not fine with aches and pains and my skin looking Older than it is because I've been too lazy to wear sunscreen and a hat and drink a lot of water. And yeah, I just think it's a, an easier way to live
0: for sure. And that, um, man, that soda is really crazy. I actually just was talking to a family member about getting liquid Satan.
1: It's liquid Satan.
0: And I was like, that is really, I was thinking the same thing. That is so crazy that you would drink. Like, I don't drink soda anymore, but I know it has a clutch on so many people. And I right. was just thinking like, it's so crazy that you would literally get kidney stones and have them for years. Cause she was talking about having these for years and how, how many like times that she's had them dissolved and all this stuff just from drinking soda and not drinking and not enough, enough water. water.
1: And so that's the other thing. If you're getting that how, what you, your body's telling you something and you're not listening. So you're not listening. So it's going to do, it's going to happen more frequently. It's going to happen more aggressively. Why would you not try to do something to prevent it? Like that's moronic to me. It makes no sense whatsoever. So you're getting these kidney stones, you're having to get them dissolved. It's pain. You're losing, you can't work. It's going to affect all your organs. That's, I, I, I don't even have, I don't even know what to say it's
0: crazy to me. I think this also goes back to when you said you can't work. I think this also goes back to like showing up for your business and how we were just saying, you know, you have to continue to show up as the person you want to be. I think a lot of times we have this image in our head of when our business is successful, then we'll start taking care of ourselves and start looking a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it really is the opposite. And once we start to show up in every area of our life already as our business is already successful our life is already going the the way that we want and we start showing mm-hmm. up as that person i think it makes everything else so much easier to fall into place
1: it really does it's so funny people will tell me well i travel all the time i can't work out and and i said okay let's think about this you're traveling right you're in a hotel with a gym you have no kids around You don't have to do any errands. All you have to do is go to work, go to sleep and work out. So to me, that, that excuse doesn't work with me. So like when I travel, I still am waking up, I'm working out and I I will go get, I'm not making the green juice. Actually, like tomorrow I'm going up Sacramento for a photo shoot. I pre-make all my green juice. I have my water, my tea, all my vitamins and if i'm in a town where i don't have it if or i'm away a certain amount i'll go to press juicery and just buy like six for two days and you just have to prepare a little but i you know i can't go on set feeling exhausted when i my objective is to take care of my client and give them my all so this is the other thing self care is not selfish because i can be a better version of me and give more to you When I've eaten well, I'm hydrated, I've worked out and I've rested. So it really is important. You're not being a martyr and saying you don't have time to work out or eat well. You're not doing anyone any favors. You're also not setting a good example for your kids. If you're not taking care of yourself and if you're not in a healthy, happy relationship or if you don't love your home, I get so tired of hearing people complain about their work, complain about the relationship, complain, 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 make a change. You're the only one that can change your life. And, you know, make one step towards the change, but constantly complaining and making no change is It's not fair to the person that's listening and you're just putting out negative energy into the world.
0: Yeah, it's very, very true. Like, I think we stay in those zones because- it's easier to continue to just complain and stay like the same. It's like
1: a habit. It's more mm-hmm. like a habit, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's interesting when I, and I want to know if you've experienced this as well, because it seems like you're kind of like a hard ass for people to- um, I kind of am. <laughs> <to> <laughs> I'm change. a nice hard
1: ass, but I kind of am a hard ass.
0: <laughs> yeah. It reminds me a little bit of my husband who's um, turns people off a lot because he gives a lot of truth. But I always say like, he's always coming out of- the best version of you, he sees that version and he knows that it's in there. So he's pushing people. Um, But do you ever experience people being like resistant towards that or getting frustrated and, and like leaving your life? And how do you deal with that?
1: I don't really, I may make a suggestion, but I kind of like, well, first of all, I think most of my friends that I hang out with that I'm close with are similar to me. So I'm not really, I'm not about changing my friends. They are what they are. And I don't give them my full, I mean, I'll give an opinion on something, but I don't really tell people how they should be living their lives. If they come at me complaining constantly, then I will give my little motivational speech. But other than that, I kind of keep out of people's business. Yeah, It's not my place. I need to work on all my stuff. I don't need to be telling everybody, Oh, well, this is what you should be doing. That's not who I am.
0: Love that. I was also going to ask you too. Do you feel like when you're giving, you said self-love isn't selfish when you're giving all that love to yourself and you're investing in yourself, like you're saying, like getting the juice, like making sure you're prepped for your trips and all those things. Do you feel like that allows you to give more to others or more to your kids
1: or your family? It definitely does. Um, You know, I have five kids and so, and I have my business and I have a lot of, you know, relationships and friendships and I give a lot, but I think it's because I have the energy to give. I couldn't do all that I do if I didn't take care of me, if I was too tired or was stressed out because I hadn't exercised or, you know, been eating well, I couldn't be the best version of me. So I think it really is the thing that I can do to give the most to the world is, is, and it's not like I spend that much time taking care of myself. Okay. Like I, today I went to a hot power yoga class. That was an hour. Like that was it. And, you know, I make the green juice while I'm on a call or checking email. So I'm, I'm not spending, don't think that I've got this very self-absorbed life that I'm just taking care of myself. It's, I, I use my time well and I try to get the things done that I need to get done.
0: Yeah. I think that's very true. Is like, I think when we first start to implement like these self-care things, it can feel like a lot of times I hear from clients too, is um, like, I don't have time. Like I'm taking care of my kids or I'm doing this. Um, But I love how you said that you're doing it while you're doing other things. And like you said, your workout is an hour. And I think that's really where it starts to become part of our lives is I was reading this thing about habits and it was saying how we don't break habits. We just, um, like implement or replace that habit with something else. So, if we're used to, you know, making all the breakfast for our kids and putting ourselves last, then instead we can make ourselves the breakfast while we're making the kids' breakfast. So it's not like, oh, I have to implement this other whole hour for myself to do right my journaling and meditation and all this stuff. Like that may come later, but starting with those small things and doing it in the flow of your day, I think is really helpful
1: it is like that and also i think it's really good we want our kids to have healthy happy habits and the only way they're going to have those good habits is to see us doing it we can't tell our kids oh eat you know healthy food and we're eating junk so and then also i don't work out an hour every day sometimes it's 15 minutes sometimes it's half an hour sometimes it's you know it's more the consistency of the workout that I just go do something. Some days I'll just power walk or I'll go to Pilates um, or I'll go to my yoga. It just depends on the day, but I do try to do something every day because I just feel better. And I think um, my work's pretty physical, so I kind of need to not have aches and pains.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've been noticing that too, is like the more that I implement movement consistently, the less pain I have like the less pain I have from sitting or from like, mm-hmm. you know, any, even standing up for a while, like with that movement. But, um, I kind of want to move away from our movement convo and our healthy convo to yes. talk again about your business. Okay. Um, so how did you get started in your business? Like, did you go, go to cosmetology school first? Where did you start and how did you get into this whole business?
1: I did not go to cosmetology school. I do not have a beauty license because I don't, cut or color hair. And uh, I'm a makeup artist. So I I do hair for photo shoots. So I will, I can style hair and blow it out and curl it. But I don't um, do anything that's going to alter someone's look. I started working on my friends and family. And from there, it went to clients. And then I reached out to photographers. Um, I did some photo shoots. And then it kind of went from there. I just worked on any face I could work on. And I also started going, like I have friends that own salons and I would go there on a Saturday and I would give 10 minute makeovers to people and, you know, they would buy some lip gloss or they would, you know, pay me a little bit. So that's how I started. I just worked on as many faces as I could get my brush on. And that's how I got good was just the 10,000 hours. I probably did 20,000. I, I, I loved it so much. Like I love painting my faces. I mean, I just I love transforming people. And how old were you when you started? I started as a teenager, and just kind of started from there. I didn't think this was going to be my career. What, I didn't what did know you what, think your career was going to be? I wanted to be a professional tennis player. That's really kind of that's kind of what I did. I played junior tennis, and I wanted to turn pro and. that's what I thought I was going to do. And then, um, you know, I had kids and I started doing the makeup and it was a perfect thing as a mom because I could be a stay at home mom. I could help in the classroom. I could drive on field trips and pick up. And then, you know, some days, you know, I was very fortunate. I had a nanny and the days if I had a photo shoot, she could pick up the kids or it it really enabled me to be a, a present parent because I had very flexibility. Um, I worked out of my house or I'd go on sets or to people's houses. So that's kind of how I started.
0: Awesome. I think that's really key is you were saying your whole vibe is like doing something you love and doing it well, showing up as the person that you want to be, but also continually practicing. And like you were saying with your kit, like making sure that your portfolio is constantly updated, your kids constantly updated and like continuing to work and do that hard work. I think so often now, you know, it can be very discouraging because we see have so many different things that we see online of people going from a $5,000 year to a $50,000 a year or a $5 million a year. I just saw a post right before I got on here that said um, you know, went from $800,000 year to an $8 million year in the next year. And that can be when you're building your business, it can feel very discouraging. Like, okay, what am I doing wrong? I'm not getting this instant gratification and we live in that world. But from what I hear from you is like, I loved it. So I did it every single day and I did as much as possible. And did you do a lot of, in the beginning, did you do a lot of work for free or for very little?
1: Yes, yes and yes. I did a lot of pro bono. I would do a lot like, or trade I would do to get uh, my portfolio you know, expanded, I would work with a photographer, a stylist, and a model, and I would do the hair and makeup. And so then I would get images. So I started doing that, but there was a lot I did for free for a long time. And even now, like I'll do projects that I am not going to make money on because I enjoy it. But also keep in mind, don't compare yourself to others. It's just they're putting out into the world what they want you to see. Like, I really have a hard time believing that a business went from 800,000 to 8 million. Sorry, I'm not buying it. It just, and so when people get to see hear, and see things like that, it's very discouraging because most successful people, the last thing they want you to know is how much money they're making. I mean, you don't need to do that. I don't need to tell you how much money I made last year and how many photo shoots I did. I mean, it's, it's really distasteful, honestly. And so I think just try not to compare yourself to others and and just continue doing what you love and you will be successful. It's just going to take a little time. And none of this is overnight. I didn't get to be, you know, a guest on California Live overnight. It took until last year. So it took years and years and years of, of doing, you know, different things, writing for magazines. That's another thing I do. I write for different magazines. Um. You know, to give beauty tips and tricks and hacks, I, I do that for different publications. So I, I'm constantly trying to expand what I do and how I do it. But I don't, okay, I'm not going to say I don't compare myself because I will see like a Kylie Jenner come out and in 18 months become a billionaire. Like those numbers are real. And that does kind of frustrate me a bit because I have worked hard and I'm self-funded. And I'm not saying she hasn't worked hard. But she's not really a makeup artist and, but she's been incredibly successful and good for her. I mean, there's enough space in the world for all of us to have our little success. And I'm content with my life and all, I mean, how much money does one need?
0: Totally. And I love that you said, like, it takes time. And I think in business, if you've ever, I think the online coaching business can be a very deceptive because, you know, we're on here coaching women, doing our thing, right? And so, yes, things can move very quickly. But if you've ever run a business that is not completely online and is not just consulting or coaching and is like knocking on doors, going in, you know, doing work for free, consulting on your price consistently, like providing an actual service, which is what my husband and I have built our business on you know how fucking hard it is and how hard it is when people don't want to pay or when you lose a client or you have to do work for free or you lose out on work or you price something wrong and you don't actually make any money at the end of the day. Like hiring employees, like all those things. It's so much. And it takes time.
1: It does. And so again, that's why it's so important to enjoy what you're doing because at least when you're enjoying what you're doing, you're going to be successful because you're happy and you're, you know, it just nothing happens overnight. It just doesn't. I mean, of course there's a few cases where someone's come up with some product or some brand or something and it's, they got really, really lucky. But the the reality is for 95, 99% of the world, it's, it's hard work and time.
0: Yeah. And you know, you're clawing your way to the top. And I think um, even with those overnight successes, like, I think sometimes we think like we invent a product or we come up with this new formula or whatever, and that it's just going to be like, it's an instant success, but that isn't where the work actually stops. Like, unless you're selling it to someone else and you're just reaping the immediate benefits, if you're making a business, like the work never, never stops, which is what something you said earlier is like. It never stops. It's always updating, always evolving. And that's something I actually really love about business is that we keep getting to do that and we keep getting to see ourselves grow and keep pushing those edges and pushing those limits because it keeps things exciting.
1: It does. And if you can keep thinking, like for me, like both my businesses complement each other. Being a makeup artist complements my makeup company. My makeup company complements my being a makeup artist. Um, Writing for magazines helps. Being on TV, doing podcasts. all of it helps. It it's just it's constant adding to it. Cause it there's never an end. It's never like, okay, well, that's it. I'm not doing anything else. I'm I'm open to whatever. I mean, there's times my agents will call me and tell me like, because magazines typically don't pay very much. Like you think you're in Vogue magazine, you're gonna get it's there the, you get like $450, but you don't care because it's Vogue. Yeah. Or L. You don't care. Or you're working with a celebrity. I mean, honestly. I would pay to do, to have some great face to work on and some great publication. So right. I'm. it doesn't matter. But sometimes I've done jobs for my agents. They've asked me, please just do me this favor. I need you to do this thing. It's not a lot of pay, but you do it. Because the next time when there is great pay or something great, they remember that you worked and didn't complain and just did what you needed to do. So,
0: Yeah, I love that. And that goes with the networking piece too. It's was like- always remembering it's going to pay back it's going to pay itself forward
1: yeah and you know yeah. i i find it i love meeting new people so i don't mind that's why it, for me i love going to do different photo shoots and stuff because i get to meet new people and that's always fun and you learn something from everybody that you meet in your life i mean everyone's got a story everyone's got a little something that like oh wow i never thought of that that's a great tip or I've had I've had the funniest things. Like I've had uh, the CFO of, of Google, this woman, and uh, she taught me how to like blow out hair better. Like she's like, no, you've got to pull that hair and blow and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I had another client, um, an actress, teach me just more about the corner of the eye with the, the mascara has to be up, you know, more. And I don't know, just little things, but I don't forget it.
0: Yeah. Everybody has something they can teach you, no matter who it Everybody. is. Everybody
1: you're definitely right about that.
0: hundred percent. Okay. The last little segment that we have, unless you want to add something else before we do it, we're going to do a little rapid fire
1: questions. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go friend.
0: Okay. What is your favorite food? Italian. Mm, What do you get at an Italian restaurant? Do you have a go-to?
1: Oh, I love meatballs. I love pasta. Oh, I love pizza. Yeah, I just had a great uh, Italian dinner last night in Napa, Don Giovanni.
0: Amazing. Yum, so Yum good. that sounds so good. Yeah, pasta and meatballs and all Italian food is always a good one. All There's... Italian,
1: it's all good, love it all. <laughs> Can never Fish. go wrong. Yeah, it's all good, yeah.
0: What is your go-to coffee order?
1: Oh, a large uh, double bag Earl Grey tea with a tiny bit of ice, nothing else.
0: Yum, I love Earl Grey. Mm -hmm. so good do you drink caffeine other than tea no just tea no just tea
1: I don't drink coffee yeah um I'm not against it I just don't you just don't I just don't and I don't know why um my mom was a big coffee drinker and I just drink tea very strong tea I like very strong tea
0: me too a watered down tea is probably like the worst thing oh yuck
1: yeah yeah
0: um what is your go-to drink of choice if you're getting a drink at a restaurant like alcoholic drink
1: like an alcoholic drink, a glass of wine, like a, um, what's that wine I like? Um, no, I can't even remember it. Oh, Sancerre. I love it. Nice Sancerre mm. or Pinot. Yeah.
0: Love that. Love that. That goes great with your Italian too. Yes. <laughs> okay. If you, um, what are you reading right now?
1: I am reading a really good book. I'm a total nerd and I love to read. I'm reading the, um, personal librarian. And it's about this woman that was a personal librarian of J.P. Morgan and how she got his art uh, collection and his library collection. She got all these. She had gone all over Europe and the United States collecting different antique books. So it's a really great story. She was an African-American woman, but she was trying to pass as a white woman. She was very light skinned. So it's her story. It's fascinating. I absolutely love it. So it was on the New York Times bestseller list really love
0: good that. love that I'll have that link down below for you guys and I'm going to check it out too I always ask people what they're reading because it is all over the spectrum what yes. people are reading and I just love I love to read too so
1: did you love read that. um my brilliant friend no oh I think it's like five books it's oh on uh HBO max I think but it was a it's a tv it's Italian back to my Italian Um, and it's like the best story of these childhood friends from like grammar school all the way till they're old women. Wow. They're, they're different, how their lives twisted and turned and different relationships and their relation. Oh my God. The best, the best, the best, the best. best. I have to check that too. Yes.
0: Love that. Love that. Um, well, I was going to ask you, and I usually ask my guests if you weren't doing what you were what you are doing now? What would you be doing? But I think we kind of answered that as you would be a pro tennis player. But do you have anything? I else? don't know. I
1: wouldn't be anymore. I think. What would I do now? I think I love flowers. I always say I would love to be a florist, but I think that would be really hard work. I love doing what I do, so I don't know. I get I have like the perfect balance between being a makeup artist and owning my business. It's just I love it.
0: I know it's a really hard question. Someone actually turned that's it on really me hard. And asked me, and it be? took me it took me a few weeks to figure this out, but I think I would be like a celebrity or like a high-end travel planner. I really love to plan like our vacations. I plan, I don't plan down to a T, but I really enjoy like looking up like um, the restaurants, the the activity, the flights, like the hotel, making sure like everything, you know, I really am. I love to do that. And I love to get detailed into it because I've been on a few vacations where I haven't done that, you know, in my early twenties and it was horrible. So now I'm really meticulous Oh, so I, I think love that. that's what I would that's be doing. Cool.
1: That's a type of business like that. like that. I think that's yeah. really neat.
0: Yeah. But it's a hard question to think about because especially like everybody I interview is pretty much an entrepreneur doing exactly what they want. So it's really hard question to that to is answer. That
1: is true. I think, um, well, I think it would be really hard for people that are entrepreneurs and used to being self-employed to go work for a company and having to, like my sister is an executive at Costco. And to me, it's like going to jail, what she does every day. And she thinks I live like a gypsy and can't even fathom how I live. Like, I don't know. Like my agents could call like right now and go, okay, you need to be somewhere in an hour or tomorrow. And like, that's just my life. I'm fine with it. But like, she likes things planned and her vacations and her time off. And like, I, I, I don't like that. I like being able to like, and not that I do anything that's not spontaneous, but I like I to think that I could go get a cup of coffee or a tea or go see a friend or do whatever I want to do. I mean, I'm still working just as much as everybody else is, but I kind of do it at my own way. I don't know. Yeah. It, I, I, I think I know I would I definitely like working for myself.
0: Yeah. I feel like going back to work for someone else would also be jail, but it is interesting, right? right? Because we do feel like I totally relate to that. Like, I feel like I have so much control to do whatever I want at any time. And I do, but I still do. But we really don't. (laughs) (laughs) But I still do. I still am, you know, employed by my own business. So I'm still, you know, I'm over here working hard. And usually most days I'm sitting here from, you know, nine to five and just like anybody else would be doing, but there is that flexibility, you know, and like when things come up, you can shift if you need to. Yeah. Okay. Last question is what is your best Amazon purchase of this month?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Okay. What did I buy? Oh, the greatest thing ever. I this love, eye I love mas- this question. No, this is so good. I bought th- my girlfriend Lisa, who has a really good podcast called Just Go F Yourself. You guys should meet. <laughs> I love that. Um, she told me about this eye mask that is a massager, but it's heated and plays music. So, and a so you is put like it on. Around? No. So you, it's kind of like a plastic thing over your eyes and behind your head. Right. And there's like a massager in there that goes all around your forehead and your eyes massaging, but it's warm, but they also have a cool thing, I guess, for if it's really hot, but it just is very cool thing.
0: Ooh, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to ask you to send me the link. Um, yes. That way definitely. I can leave it down below for you guys in the show notes.
1: Yes.
0: And um, yeah, I, I love like that these question. questions.
1: Those are good. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about any of these things, but it's fun.
0: <laughs> well, I'm an Amazon addict. I love Amazon so much. So I'm always interested. I'm like, show me your Amazon for you page or whatever it's called on Amazon. Like, let me see what you're getting suggested <laughs> so I can like get some good ideas. <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> no, it's fun.
0: Yeah, I, I, I
1: got a great, I went to a really beautiful wedding last year and I didn't have a dress or something. And my assistant was here and, and I said, "Oh, sh- what am I going to do? She goes, I'm oh, just get it on Amazon. I'm like, I can't get a gown on Amazon, but I did. I found a gown that was like, everyone thought it was like some Tom Ford million dollar dress. And it was like $49 on Amazon.
0: They so, have everything, everything. Yes, do.
1: It is pretty great. And it's delivered in four seconds. Yeah. It's so nice.
0: And, you know, a lot of small businesses, I have a friend who just um, opened his own small business with clothing and he has partnered through Amazon to sell on Amazon. And so a lot of times I know a lot of people say like they don't want to support Amazon, but a lot of small businesses get their start on Amazon or they sell yes. through Amazon. So I do think it um, it's helpful as well in that regard. So,
1: yes, I agree.
0: Okay. That is it for the rapid fire. I just want to say thank you so much for giving me your time. Thank you for coming on, thank sharing you. your knowledge so good to talk to you today. I'm going to have everything linked for her for you guys down below, as well as anything we mentioned on this podcast episode. Again, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys next week.